Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan. And we are A to Z Sports here live on the morning show. And we are driven and powered. Our title sponsor is BetMGM. We love BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and use the promo code ATOZ Sports. They've got you covered each and every night. Hey, last night I was in the I was in the green, baby. I had a good night last night, and I also have a five-leg parlay that can hit tonight with an NBA win. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the yeah. show. But BetMGM, shout out to BetMGM. You may have bad nights, you may have good nights. Last night was a good night there on BetMGM. Also got to thank our presenting sponsors, including Wilson County Hyundai. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com, slash A to Z to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan last year. I'm carrying it over into 2023 because it is such a good health plan for me. It could be a good health plan for you as well. The Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. They've got the state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee, and satellite locations all throughout Middle Tennessee, and the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans and the official injury lawyer of this morning show, which is Hughes and Coleman. We love Hughes and Coleman. You know, you may get into a car accident and be in a bind. That's where Hughes and Coleman can help you. All right, Sam. Rand Carthon spoke at his introductory press conference last Friday, and he had a lot to discuss and a lot to say about where they are, where the state of this roster is, what he thinks about. And we're going to just play it right out of the gates, which is Rand Carthon talking about trophies. Now, the Titans haven't really hoisted a lot of trophies when it comes to team. Division titles are nice. Hosting home playoff games after those division titles are nice. We're not those- – not- the Titans are not the Indianapolis Colts. They do not hang a banner for every time that they win a wild, they make the wild card in the AFC three years in a row. Like banners are, we earn our banners in Tennessee. Like we gotta, we gotta earn those trophies. Well, not necessarily. Uh, the, the Preds have gotten criticized for uh, hanging well, banner, right, banners. That's fair but <laughs> but the, the Colts is, look, you bring that up. That is true. So talking about trophies, let's hear what Rand the man himself said look like if everything goes according to plan oh we'd be hosting trophies and having parades and you know oh it's going to be it's going to be a grind it's going to be a process and you know like I said um our thing is right now is me and Mike developing our relationship and really me coming in this building and learning you know what's in place and how I can add value you know one thing I imparted on the group uh during my interview uh my stepfather was in the military and I moved around you know, a bunch uh, throughout my life. And being living in San Jose these past few years, that's the longest I've ever lived in one spot in my 41 years of living. And so I've always had to be the person to come in 
and just insert myself into a new culture, learn that new culture and see where I fit. So I feel this is natural. You know, this is a natural thing for me to do is come in and learn my fit. And over time, I'll establish myself, you know, as a leader and help Mike build the team that he wants. There you go. Yeah, Rand Carthon not only saying, uh, you know, he wants to be hoisting trophies and, and doing parades and stuff, Zach. He also wants to be the leader that comes in, inserts himself in this culture and makes a difference. And uh, I think you and I are both on the same page that this offseason, there is a lot of things on Rand Carthon's plate for things he needs to take care of with the Titans to get to that point. But certainly nice to hear the Titans general manager feeling confident in his abilities to impact the way things are done here in Nashville and bring them to that championship level that you're now seeing the San Francisco 49ers rise to. How long is that process, I guess, is the question everybody wants to know, right? I mean, like, where is this roster in comparison to the elite rosters in the NFL? And what's the shortest path to getting in the conversation with those teams? Yeah, and you, you, you've you got to look. Talk is cheap, right? Yeah, we all want to do that. We all want to be, you know, Jeff Bezos and be able to, you know, hang out on however many you know, billion-dollar yachts. We all want you know, trophies. You all want all the accolades, but how do you get there? The same guy, John Robinson said the same stuff is in his introductory press conference. So I do take that with a grain of salt and look through that. But, you know, Rand Carthon also said after he said that is that it's going to be a grind. It's going to take a lot of work. You've got to diagnose talent. That's the number one thing Rand Carthon has got to come in here and do. He's got a diagnosed talent on this current roster. He has to diagnose talent down there at the Senior Bowl and what his scouts and his scouting reports say to select players that can come in and have an immediate impact. And, you know, we saw this last year, Sam. You know, they traded away A.J. Brown, and to kind of supplement A.J. Brown, what did they do? They went out and they drafted three rookies to try to make big impacts. And, you know, Chigakonkwo made a big impact at times. He didn't get the ball enough to make a bigger impact. Traylon Burks had glimmers of hope, but he was riddled with injuries during his rookie year. And Kyle Phillips, who everybody was so high on, was obsolete because of his injuries that he sustained his rookie year. So the three rookies came in there and really didn't do much. You know, Chig did the most out of all three, but it wasn't enough to replace a superstar and a Pro Bowl wide receiver that is A.J. Brown that you traded away for. And then you look at what you got in return and, and who you drafted. They have a problem on this roster because it's not good enough. They didn't make the playoffs for a reason. Injuries is a part of that. I'm not naive to sit here and say that injuries did not impact their seven game losing streak to end the season and prevent them from making the tournament and winning another division title. But overall, the idea of what John Robinson went into last season with to try to win didn't work. Rand Carthon cannot make moves and decisions like that to put this franchise in bad situations, in bad spots. He can't do it, or he's going to get criticized. Yeah, no, I, I think 
Regarding Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo and Kyle Phillips, who obviously was uh, pretty much irrelevant after week one, had a great week one, but then just was not on the field for the Titans or getting any any looks to have any sort of impact. Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo both showed me enough where I feel really good about both of them moving forward. I think you have two really solid young weapons that are going to continue to develop and get better. But the problem with both of them and the problem with the A.J. Brown trade was never what Traylon Burks could be and could develop into and what his price tag was. It was the rest of your roster is in a win-now window, and rookie Traylon Burks is not A.J. Brown. That was always the issue with it for me, was like even if you believe Traylon can be A.J. and can develop into A.J., and I don't think that's all that crazy to believe uh, – now after seeing what he's fully capable of in his rookie season but regardless rookie year age rookie year Traylon Burks is not fifth year fourth year whatever it is AJ Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles and we see the playmaker that he is every day so that was John Robinson's gamble was uh you know trying to get that value that word that we talk about regarding J-Rob all the time and sacrificing an a pro bowl, all pro caliber player in the middle of your contention window uh, because you were too stubborn to pay the price. Now that is the question for Rand Carthon is, you know, how close are you? How far away are you? How much do you need to do to get to that contention? Like there's no doubt that they were not good enough in 2022. How much of that was due to injuries where does the roster actually stand? Those are some of the important questions that, uh, you know, need to be answered. And Rand did get asked about, and we'll get into that uh, here in a little bit, but he was asked about those questions during that press conference. Well, yeah, in two words that he spoke of, something that we've heard all too often, good and great. And, you know, the chat, I can even see eye roll emoji of good and great. Well, we're going to hear... Rand Carthon talk about good and great and see how the Titans can make that transition. We'll hear Rand Carthon here shortly, but first, do want to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory. Their perfect, your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone owns Wilson County Hyundai. It's family owned and operated. They'll hook you up with a great deal. Test drive one of their vehicles today. It could be the full-size SUV, the Palisade, which they've got on the lot. They also have Sonatas, Elantras, the Tucsons, and Santa Fe's. Fuel-efficient cars and SUVs for your liking, for your family. If you're looking for a really good car, we've had many people in the chat and many A to Z sports followers go to Wilson County Hyundai to purchase or service their vehicle we love Wilson County Hyundai, and so should you. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Zach, you said you had like a five-leg parlay hinging on NBA tonight. Is that right? Did I have that right? It is. Well, guess what? BetMGM right now has a NBA one-game parlay insurance. That means you get up to $25 back on any single game parlay in the NBA of four legs or more, 
if your bet falls just one leg short, there's no worse feeling in sports betting than that nice parlay that you've got cooked up that you've been staring at all day being like, I think this is the one. And then you come up one leg short. Well, BetMGM has that parlay insurance where you can get $25 back on your pick. If you are just one short, that's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. I'll tell you my parlay because I do have that, you know, I get insurance. You get $25. I'm, I, I'm cooking. I'm cooking go. with gas, baby. I will, I'll disclose who I need to win tonight later on in the show. Let's hear from Rand Carthon. We heard a lot of, we got to go from good to great from, from John Robinson a lot over the last several years. What does Rand Carthon think the Titans need to do? As you peruse this roster and you see kind of, where things stand right now. Do you feel like this team is maybe just a few fixes away from being a contender again, or do you feel like that there's major changes? That no, this is a competitive team. This is a competitive team, and, and we can win football games. But at the end of the year, you, you evaluate your roster every year, and you're always looking for ways to improve that. And so that's what we're going to do here. Um, although I feel the team is competitive and we're good, the, the objective is not be good. The objective is to be great. And so we're going to continue to work to build a great roster. Um, and that's going to be every year, you know, so, so you can always take it to a new height. So that's going to be our approach. Good, not great. Or, yeah, good, not great, but wanting to be great. That's Rand Carthon's message afterwards. Zach, just initial reactions from hearing the Titans general manager. Uh, I, my favorite part of it, I'll go ahead and say that, it, I like that he says at the end, that's going to be every year. That is going to be an every year growth mindset because that is the one thing John Robinson did not do with the Titans. What John Robinson hit a wall. He had grown them and grown them and grown them and hit a wall where they stopped improving. Rand Carthon says, we're not stopping just because we're good and we're going to keep on improving and looking to improve year after year after year. Yeah, and Ed, I do agree with Ed. It's a little GM speak there, but I think we're why we pulled that clip for today's show is to kind of get into the question to get the chat involved and ask um, what we're about to ask. And that is, does Rand Carthon's assessment of this roster, is it realistic? Or was that just lip service because the owner of the Titans, you know, Kenneth <laughs> and Amy and the, you know, the front row, he said the front row quite a bit during his press conference, that front row was sitting there. Nobody likes, you know, to be, you know, to to come in there and tell their baby, you know, it's ugly, right? You, you don't want a Seinfeld uh, episode. That baby is hideous. You know, nobody, you're not going to go in there and say that this rash, this roster is trash and I'm the only thing to save it, right? So we, you, Ed, Ed's right. There's a little GM speak. But let's be honest here in the comments. And Sam, I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. Would you consider the Titans' current roster to be great, good, average, below average, or bad? So there's a lot to dissect. Would you consider the Titans' current roster to be great, good, average, below average, or bad? Now, there's going to be some moving pieces. We know that. But I do think diagnosing where Rand Carthon is right now, today, end of January, before the official offseason starts, before you got to make a decision on cutting Taylor Luan or Bud Dupree or Robert Woods 
or re-signing Jeffrey Simmons and David Long Jr. All of those decisions, or Ryan Tannehill. If you're going to take a flyer on Ryan Tannehill because the cap hit is not as much as it was last year with $54 million, or you're going to ride with some of the same pieces. So trying to dissect, Sam, I'm going to send you to the comment section. The, the, the options are, is this roster currently that Rand Carthon has to deal with? Rand said good. We saw this. He said good and competitive. Is this great, good, average, below average, or bad? Yeah, and it's important, right? It's what you said. This is the roster that Rand is inheriting right now that he's kind of just getting passed off to, right? It's like somebody sells their company to you when they know that the financials are a mess. They know that there's all these problems in turn, and they're just like, oh, your problem now. And that's what Rand Carthon has on his hands. So let's see what the chat's saying about this Titans roster. Great, good, average, below average, or bad. Tighten up says bad. Mr. Jones says good. Jared says average. Uh, not stretch Armstrong. Important to note, this is not stretch Armstrong. Average. Uh, Jonathan says below average. Jay says average. John says average. Mr. Cloud average. Drew average. Connor says below average. Sheila and Andre are both average. Um, Sam says average. Rob says average. Michael or Mitchell rather says below average. We got a lot of averages coming in from Scott, top tier, Nate's burner, Nick. Uh, Mr. Jones says good, but underutilized. Ed says good. Hassan says below average. Frank average. Jacoby average. Jeff says average at best. It's not good. Austin Stanley says the Titans roster is breathtaking. Brandon says average at best. Clayton says average. Xavier below average. Eric says good. Feels like average is the overwhelming consensus from the chat here. Zach, do you want to do the honors? Do you want me to go? Where are we standing on this Titans roster? Well, let, let's hear Rand one more time. What is Rand? Because this is really... This is Rand. The general manager's words, competitive, good. Let's hear those one more time before... I, I have my answer. Do you have yours? I have mine ready to go. We'll hear what Rand has. As you peruse this roster and you see kind of where things stand right now. Do you feel like this team is maybe just a few fixes away from being a contender again, or do you feel like that there's major changes? That no, this is a competitive team. This is a competitive team, and, and we can win football games. But at the end of the year, you, you evaluate your roster every year, and you're always looking for ways to improve that. And so that's what we're going to do here. Um, although I feel the team is competitive and we're good, the, the objective is not be good. The objective is to be great. And so we're going to continue to work to build a great roster. Um, and that's going to be every year, you know, so it's, you can always take it to a new height. So that's going to be our approach. That's the GM competitive, good, looking to get to great. Here's where I'm at. This is a below average football team. I don't think this is even an average football team. And they have some good players. They have some great players. But this is a below-average football team. Their offensive line is bad. They had 49 sacks last year, tied for fifth most in the NFL. They don't have a game-changing wide receiver or pass-catching threat on their current roster as it stands. The quarterback is average at best when he's playing his best version of football. Maybe he's slightly above average. 
The secondary is not good, and you just fired your defensive backs coach to prove it. Your best players can't stay healthy. You have some good players, but they did not have the horses in 2022. I think this is a, they look good to slightly above average at times because of Mike Vrabel. I think the roster itself is a below average team. I, I, I don't see how this is a, a truly good and competitive roster in today's league with the lack of depth at so many of the premium positions in the National Football League. Sam, you're right. That's what I was going to say because it's the truth. Let's not get skewed on this. The Tennessee Titans last year were 7-10. and 10. They beat the Raiders. They're picking top 10. They're, they beat the Colts twice. They're picking in the top 10. They beat the Texans once. They're picking number two overall. They beat the Broncos. They're not picking, but should be picking in the top 10. They beat the Packers, didn't make the playoffs. They beat the Commanders, didn't make the playoffs. They didn't beat a playoff team. Are I mean, did, did the Commanders or the Packers go over 500? Green Bay might have, right? Nine and eight or something like that, but... The Packers ended up eight and nine. Under five. What did the commanders end up? The commanders, they didn't make the playoffs either. The commanders ended up eight, eight, and eight, one. Eight and one. So they didn't beat a team over 500. Correct. They didn't beat you a team with a winning say, record. <laughs> you can't say that this team is great. You can't say this team is good. You can't even say this team is average. They didn't beat a playoff team. They didn't beat a team with a winning record all year. They ended the season on a seven-game losing skid after starting seven and three, which was a complete facade, only to end their season in Jacksonville and hand over the momentum to a division foe with a number one overall quarterback and Trevor Lawrence to try to gain some ground and some growth in which he did in the last few weeks of the season, who did the opposite of the Titans. They ended on like a seventh game winning streak besides the Chiefs loss. And you can't sit here and tell me that this is a good or an average roster. They're they're below average. They're, I, they're not bad. A, bad. a bad roster and a bad team are the Houston Texans. The, the Indianapolis Colts last year were a bad team. The yep. Denver Broncos were a bad team. The your Chicago Bears, bad, bad team. Yeah. But the Titans are not bad, but they're not average either. Like, no. and the proof is it you, you the proof is in the pudding. You know, we always say Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. Their record says that they didn't beat a team with a winning record. I think in order to be average, you have to do one at least one but a couple things really well i can't name one thing the titans did really well in 2022 or do really well as a team can you i mean like what what did this team excel at last season at times they were good in red zone conversions at times sure 
I'm yeah, I'm more referring to like a position group. I mean, obviously they have Derrick Henry, Derrick but, Henry. The, but their offensive line didn't allow Derrick, Derrick Henry. Henry so if they have one great player, I mean, every well, they have a lot of great players. Jeffrey Simmons is a great player. I think Kevin Byard's a great player. You like they have great players, but yeah, great players does not a good team make. So you need, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Their roster is what you are, what you say you are the old, the old saying there, but yeah, like they are seven and 10. I think you're always closer than your record suggests or your roster suggests when you have Mike Vrabel. Cause I, I do believe in him as a head coach. I think the fact that they stayed in as many games as they did over that seven game losing streak. And they played Kansas city tight with Malik Willis and they played Cincinnati tight and they played but Dallas. Sam, Rel- Sam. They, they didn't play Dallas well. They got blown out in the second half. That's the NFL. Well, true, but I'm just like I think everybody. They, the Bears played close games. The Texans beat the Titans. Like this is the NFL. You do not get a, a rose at, at the Bachelor for being okay. Would you not say though that Mike Vrabel has this team consistently more competitive than the talent level of the roster? Oh, he is, he squeezes more juice because he's a good head coach. Yes. Yeah. But well, that's that's my point with that. Like I think they were more competitive in games and will continue to be close. Like I don't think this Titans roster, even if you run it back, I don't think they can go five and twelve. I think Mike Vrabel's too. The good roster of a head- I, I, and Jibo. The roster is trash. This, I think Mike Vrabel's too good of a head coach to get that bad unless you're almost intentionally doing it with this. Some of the talented players that he has. I'm I'm in agreement with you, though, on the roster. Like I, I said, below average. I don't think this is a good football team on paper. I just think, like, it might be masked a little bit how far away the roster is because Mike Vrabel makes gives you the illusion that you're closer than you actually are. I agree with that statement. Uh, you know, I, I do. I think that Mike Vrabel, Jeffrey Simmons, Derek Henry, and Kevin Byard are masking agents. But sifting through, those are only, that's four people. It's three players and one coach. There's only so much that you can do with those four individuals masking Dennis Daly. Right, you know, uh, masking, you know, RPT or uh, NPF, excuse me, uh, left tackle or right tackle at the end of the season, all of his rookie mistakes, masking some of the missed tackles that happened in the secondary, masking Caleb Farley as atrocious of a cornerback that he was before he got hurt. You, there's only so much that you can do, and. You know, even Robert Woods's drops, Traylon Book Burks's rookie mistakes, NWI being a fifth wide receiver trying to play number two wide receiver at times. So, like, we're I'm, we're criticizing, yes, but I think what this was aimed to do is we listened to Rand Carthon and we realized that that was a lot of lip service because the front row ownership was sitting in the room. Fact of the matter is, is that this roster is below average. Now, here is the, that that is the negative. That is the glass half empty. There is a glass half full. And you kind of stated it at the beginning of the show. Chig is going to get better. Traylon Burks is going to get better. 
they have an 11th overall pick and they pick high in every round because of that 11th overall pick, right? So they get benefit. They have a new GM picking players. Derrick Henry is still on the roster. You know, the, there are things that uh, Christian Fulton, I think, will improve and progress next year. You hope, if he you hope he's healthy. on the field, yeah. Uh, Harold Landry will be back next year that you didn't have after you paid all of that money to. Danico Autry is a good quality player. So that's the glass half full that, that you can, you there are glimmers of hope to improve. You're going to rid yourself of Robert Woods's drops, possibly, or not paying Bud Dupree to have a hip injury. So there are good things, but right now this roster is below average. Yeah, I think that that glass half full approach is important to keep in mind because having Harold Landry back, right? You look and you say, okay, well now we have Landry, Simmons, Tart, Autry, Weaver coming back on our defensive line. That's something to get excited about. That's something that you can be like, okay, we might have that figured out. Traylon Burks, Chigakonkwo developing, Derrick Henry. There's a lot of holes, but yeah, I I totally agree with you, Zach, that Ran is not going to stand up there and say, thanks for hiring me. This team stinks. We got a lot of changes to make. I'd love to hear what he believes about this roster behind uh, closed doors. And I do think he believes that there are, when he says competitive and good team, I, I know he probably is leaning more into those talented players that he has to build around. That is exciting for every general manager, but it comes down to the depth, comes down to some of the premium positions that haven't been on the field. I do think at this point in time, I have to associate a certain player's value with a certain player's availability. Like, I can't go into next season and being like, well, we've got middle linebacker, assuming they sign him back. But, uh, well, we got inside linebacker figured out. We've got David Long. Well, we've got our cornerback one in Christian Fulton. I don't know if those guys are going to be out there. And that's something that Rand also has to take into account when building this team is how available is this roster going to be? And uh, that affects your talent level and your ability to compete as well. Well, based on the odds, and you would think, we thought this last year and we were wrong, oh, this team can't be as hurt as it was in 2020. Yes, it can. (laughs) It it can, and it did. But now we're here, Sam. Oh, Sam, Sam. It can't be as hurt as it was the last two years in 2023. I mean, there is that. And Caleb brings up, you know, you also have a new offensive coordinator to improve the offense. You don't have bonehead decisions by Todd Downing that we had to deal with you know, watching this team all last year. Sam, and look, I want to clarify this, you know, and I, I've seen, you know, in the chat, it's like, oh, Zach, you don't argue with Sam like you do, Austin. I don't know what Sam's going to say. I, Sam, I had no idea how you're no, going to answer the question. Yeah. I don't know what Austin's going to say when he's on the show. Sam, I honestly did not think that you were going to say what you said, to be honest. You were, I was, you were ready I was to come below, after me. <laughs> I was below average before we started the show, I was like, well, I don't know. I think, Sam, I thought you were going to go a little easy on this roster. I thought you could have even gone good. I thought you were going to go average, but I didn't know that you were going to go below average. But I think it's the truth. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's an important detail. I feel like that uh, kind of goes behind the scenes. 
information that is important. Yeah, in order for the genuine conversation and the genuine reaction that we have going back and forth, we do not share uh, our opinion. We talk about topics. We talk about, you know, what are the questions we want to ask and answer and, and go over today. And that's it, right? I mean, it, it is a it is as blind as it gets to get a, as good, raw conversation as possible on the show. We want those conversations to happen on the show and not off the show. But yeah, that that is the truth, uh, in my opinion. Glad that you agree. However, I I, uh, I think there are more not not to get all optimistic now, but I do think there are a lot of those glass half full things you can look at. The question is. Can Rand even get them there? Zach, I, I don't even mean to, to you know, whatever. I, I feel like I deal with injuries all the time. Like, you know my, my love for baseball. You know my Chicago roots. My baseball team can't stay healthy. Like, it's like the same, and that everybody says the same thing. You know what? This is going to be the year that so-and-so plays 140 games, that so-and-so, you know, can throw 200 innings. no. If you're hurt, you're probably a guy that has problems and, and stays hurt. They're injury prone is called injury prone for a reason. Like, and with the Titans, I have a hard time overlooking that. Like I view anybody that is a, one of those repeat offenders of soft tissue as you know, icing on the cake. If we get production out of, out of them, great, but I can't rely on you. You like, that's been proven to me over the last season, two seasons, Harold Landry, different story, right? ACLs, like stuff like that, that happens. But soft tissue, those guys that are, are missing with a groin today, missing with a hamstring today, missing with a bicep the next day, I, got, I don't know if I can rely on you. Well, and DeMario brings up what I was about to say. The fact of the matter is, is that Look at the teams in the NFC and AFC championship games. Besides the 49ers, which we all know is so well-constructed that it doesn't matter. They're well-coached, and they put their playmakers in positions to thrive. Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Debo Samuels is, is healthy. Brandon Ayuk is healthy. healthy. Nick Bosa is healthy. Their premier players, we talked about the Titans' premier players in Bayard, Simmons, and Henry. <clears throat> the Eagles, they're, they still have Devontae Smith. They still have A.J. Brown. They still have Jalen Hurts. The Cincinnati Bengals still have Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow. The Chiefs, who their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, got hurt, is no longer in a boot, is walking around. I don't know if you saw that clip from his press conference. He had a little spring in his ankle, which I was surprised about. They still have Travis Kelsey, right? Like, they still have Chris Jones. That's how you are going to win a Super Bowl. You can't win a Super Bowl or even compete like the Titans have been the last two years with all of their injuries. You can't do it. Yeah, and it, that comes down to how you assess talent, too. I mean, like, I don't mean to harp on the same guy or the same pick, but John Robinson drafted Caleb Farley knowing that injuries was a thing, knowing that back surgery was a was a problem that he had and ACL was a problem that he had and he drafted him anyway. And you know, those same problems continue to uh, come back to bite Caleb at the NFL level. And now your first round pick not only can't get in rhythm and is not playing very well when he's on the field, 
he's not healthy and, and not out there for you at all. And, and so that's another thing Rand mentioned that maybe we can go over on a different show, but and how you look assess at the other teams, Sam, look at yeah. the other teams that they played. The bills were healthy. The Jags were healthy. The Cowboys were healthy before Pollard, you know, he, he broke his leg in the game. So they were healthy going into that game. The giants were healthy. They just got blown out by a better team. All of the competitive teams in the divisional round didn't have the injury history. I'm not saying that they didn't have injuries. Everybody deals with that. It's the NFL. It's at the end of the season. It's January. But that's something that Rand has got to impact. I, yeah. I don't know how. It's a hard puzzle. But you're not going to get to the divisional or championship round in the NFL playoffs playing like the Titans have been with all of their injuries the last two years. And if the money you're like, look at the money, Zach, look at the money, Bud Dupree, Taylor Luan, Harold Landry, Ryan Tannehill. These are your big ticket, big money guys. <laughs> and they're not on the field. So like, you want to talk salary cap, you want to talk injuries, look at the money. You can't spend money and, and have your investments be guys that aren't going to play for you. You're going to lose games. Cause like, most of the guys on the field are on rookie contracts or league minimums because they came off the street two weeks ago. And the guys that are making $20 million a year are at home on the couch. So, so let's, let's do this. Um, I'm going to do this on the fly. I know you don't do, we don't do yeah, math while, on air. While you know you what I'm going to do? No, okay. I, this is what I, tell the fine folks about Hughes and Coleman. And I am going to calculate while you tell us about the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. I am going to calculate the amount of money that was not available at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. All right. Before I do that, I do have to get rid of this slander. Ryan says Sam being Cubs fan. Sam is not uh -oh. a Cubs fan. <laughs> Sam is a Southsider. I got to set the record. I can't let that comment live and not get acknowledged. Uh, but you said it, Zach. While we're on the injury topic, I want to tell you guys about the fine folks at Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. They get a lot of work done if they're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Their phone number, as easy as it gets, that's 800-800-4600. They have the resources at Hughes and Coleman to go and fight the big companies, uh, big insurance companies to get you every dollar that you deserve from your car wreck. Uh, they've recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So give them a call, get that free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget about BetMGM though. BetMGM's got you hooked up right there. Promo code ATOZ Sports or the king of the sports book. And here's what they got going for you. They've got that that NBA game parlay insurance NBA one game parlay insurance, get up to $25 back on your NBA one game parlay of four plus legs. If it falls one leg short, my one leg that I am looking for, I've got Celtics money line over the Knicks tonight. The Celtics are minus eight and a half. So I feel very good about this. I'm thinking about hedging and buying some juice and buying Knicks plus 10, God bless, maybe the Knicks won't lose Ooh. by 10 points 
and I can recoup some of the money. And if they lose by five or, or much less win, or I don't want them to win, I want them to lose by two. <laughs> now I can make even more money. So that's BetMGM for you. They are the king of the sports book. All right, Sam, I calculated this. This is sickening. Can I guess the number first? So this is what I did. Yeah, let me tell you what I did, and then you can guess the number. I took one, two, three, four, five, five Tennessee Titans base salaries, not including signing bonus, that were unavailable at the end of the season. Five big-time names, I would say, impactful players. How much money in base salary do you think that equated to? Well, I'm going to guess you're going Landry, Tannehill, Luan, Dupree, and who would be your other? I knew you, I knew I was going to trip you up on this last one. This fifth one. I, David Long's not making enough money to be on the list. AJ Moore? Uh, like, I, who are they paying that? I don't um what's your number 105 million you went over i okay i yeah my the oh, fifth guy was ben jones five million dollar oh, base okay. salary what's cunningham making i guess he was unavailable as well he yeah, came back could, yeah cunningham, cunningham was out he was on ir well so this this balloons this thing if you take six players, including Cunningham, it would be $89.8 million. And what's the cap? I mean, the cap is like double that, just over double that, right? Like $89.9 million from those six guys. Ben Jones, who's making five. Cunningham's making 11. And I that's mean, not factoring in the the guys like Nate. Well, I guess Nate Davis did come back, but or no, Nate Davis is on IR too at the end of the year. So Nate, uh, Davis, I mean, I, we could keep adding players. Right. I well, just, that's, I that's just the added point, right? This. Is you're at eighty something million just in those guys, and there's plenty of other injuries to add. On top let's, of I, I guarantee, a hundred million dollars was not available at the end of the season in base salary. I'm not even talking about signing bonus because if you look at signing that's, bonus, yeah. on top of that. Ryan Tannehill and Bud Dupree's signing bonus is $8.3 million alone. Harold Landry is 3.8. So now we're up to about $10, $10 million in signing bonuses through those top six players. So it's well over $100 million, just money that's going against your cap for players that aren't on the field during a majority of the season and definitely down the stretch. Which is the most important time to be on the field. Especially because somehow this team played for... Uh, spot in the playoffs, which is weird to think about given well, everything that, that we just said. The division, the state of the division. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's odd given everything that we just went over with the roster, but you know. Well, Mike Vrabel got coach of the year last year. This, I think, is a good conversation. Let's, let's try to find out who should win coach of the year this year. And one of the guys includes a division opponent, Sam. Why don't you take this away and kind of diagnose who these coaches are and why they are in the running for NFL Coach of the Year. Mike Grable won it last year for his roster management and the fact that the Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC and got the bye. 
despite all of the the roster pandemonium that occurred. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a regular season award, right, which you, a lot of people disagree with. I don't know. I, I kind of have an issue with it, too. I think how you coach in the playoffs does matter. But the AP NFL Coach of the Year finalists were announced yesterday. Here they are. It is Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, and Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York Giants, three teams that made the playoffs, the Niners kind of overcoming injuries throughout the season, using third-string quarterback Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy down the stretch, and they have not lost since they acquired Christian McCaffrey in a trade. Doug Peterson, the Jaguars, Titans fans know what the Jaguars were able to do down the stretch. They surged late in the year. They stole the AFC South. They came back from 27 to nothing against the Chargers to move on to the divisional round. Finally got the Jags back into the playoffs, and Doug Peterson also helped spark growth from Trevor Lawrence in year two. Brian Dable with the Giants. Daniel Jones had a productive season where he took care of the football after that was a big issue of his in his uh, first three seasons of his NFL career. The Giants also got into the playoffs at 9-7-1 and and won a playoff game in Minnesota before getting beat by the Eagles last weekend. But three coaches, Zach, that I think undoubtedly got the most out of their roster in 2022. So those are your coach of the year finalists, which brings us to our second question of the day. Yeah, and, you know, we've got answers coming in. You know, Nika says Kyle Shanahan. There's a lot more Dables that i I that surprised. Ty Smith says Dable. Rob says Dayball, Patrick says Dayball, Giants coach there from Denise. Uh, Jason's given to Peterson, Dayball hands down from MB. Pistol says Dayball, Mark says Dayball. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm surprised top tier with Dayball between Dayball and Dougie. You know, what do you, do you think Dayball should get it? Like, is that the clear winner in your opinion uh, well number one i think the reason that we can have this conversation i don't think there's a clear winner i think a lot of these awards you've got your finalists but you kind of know who's going to win the award like going in you're like they're mvp right you put up five finalists i think there's kind of usually a consensus mvp maybe not this year but i think there probably is i don't know we'll go through those awards before the nfl honors uh, coming and up lee brings up dan February. campbell if Dan Campbell, if the Lions, we were, I mean, I if like the Lions hard. make the playoffs. I think it is Dan Campbell. I and, agree, which is insane because, like, the Seahawks, the Seahawks. Look, they were they were basically a sacrifice. Somehow, win. somehow, the Seahawks winning though that game against the Rams takes Coach of the Year away from Dan Campbell because if they go nine and eight like they did and they get in, also I think they would have been a problem. But you know what. Because they would have played, yeah, they were playing good football because they were scoring. You know, Jared Goff was scoring points in their defense. They were playing hard. Aaron they, Glenn finally started to figure it out with that defense. And and yeah, I don't know. And Jameson Williams showed up. Jameson Williams real. I mean, we now figure out why he was drafted when he was yeah. drafted. Well, they did it to themselves too, though. Who did they lose to? They lost to somebody. That was Arizona, somebody like that down the stretch that they had no business losing to, but. Here's my candidate. Again, reminder of the three finalists for AP Coach of the Year, uh, Brian Dable, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson on the left. 
My vote would go to Kyle Shanahan, who has the most talent of anybody up there, which I suppose is the knock against him having all the weapons that he has to work with. He's got Mr. Irrelevant in the NFC Championship game. He hasn't lost a game since he got Christian McCaffrey. And to me, it's an example of a head coach that knows what he does well, knows what his players do do well, and just uses them to the best of their ability. Like, I think you could so easily give coach of the year to the surprise team every year, which this year I would say is either the Jags or the Giants. Both of them exceeded expectations. But the San Francisco 49ers are a consistent threat to win the Super Bowl. Last year, they were in the same spot, winning nine or 10 games. They didn't win more than nine or 10 games. Got to the same spot in the season because of Kyle Shanahan, because of his offense, because of his play calling. Um, he always has a good defense. He always you know, finds a way to score points. He knows how to run the football. His offensive scheme can fit in Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback or Elijah Mitchell at running back. It can have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert in it and then trade them away to Miami. And it still works because uh, he is a coach that just has a system in place similar to Andy Reid in Kansas City. It's just a well-oiled machine. I have a lot of respect for that organization. So my vote would be for Kyle Shanahan. You know what Kyle Shanahan could have used? Could have uh, used the Bone and Joint Institute, probably because that that his quarterback situation changed so much, so much with what they were trying to do and then what they ended up doing, and they did very well. You guys should visit the Bone and Joint Institute. The Titans need to visit visit the Bone and Joint Institute as we uh -huh. talked about at the end. A hundred million dollars off the books it doesn't cost you a hundred million dollars to go to the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. They've got a state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee. Satellite locations across Middle Tennessee. The Bone and Joint Institute, they are trusted here in the mid-state. They do an incredible job. They've got specialist design for your injury, whether it is you know, whether it's orthopedic, whether it's your shoulder, your knee, your hip, to get you back in place. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I was using BetMGM yesterday, much like you have been recently, Zach. It's a good time in between football. You sense the end of football coming. This is a time to place some bets on basketball, get involved in college basketball, get involved in the NBA. I stayed up last night, had a few wagers on the Lakers game and watched that. I watched the Grizzlies game against the Warriors. That was a fun game, a very a good, good one. And so if you're watching an NBA game while you wait for the NFL to come back around this weekend, make sure you place a one-game parlay on BetMGM because they have NBA one-game parlay insurance. Get $25 back on your NBA one-game parlay of four legs or more if your parlay comes one leg short. That is the worst feeling. I was sweating one out yesterday just hoping and hoping and hoping somehow my parlay would pull out and cash. It did, but it's nice to know that BetMGM could have been there for me, uh, even if it did not. $25 of parlay insurance back into your account if your four-leg or more NBA parlay is one leg short. BetMGM and the BetMGM app. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications, eligibility requirements, rewards issued on non-withdrawable free bets on site credit. Free bets expire seven days of insurance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. You know, the tough part is, Sam, I, I this show, we've agreed. Uh, Kyle Shanahan deserves the coach of the year. Oh, you're going there too. Ten-game winning streak. He's really got a twelve-game winning winning streak, but the last two games don't count because it's a regular season oh, award. Wow. I what thought he, you were. I thought you were going for Dougie P for sure. I thought that's where. I thought that's where you were headed. No, I can't do it to the Jags. The Jags played very well down the stretch, and they took care of business. But what Kyle Shanahan, what he thought was going to happen this season with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Brock Purdy. The quarterback is the most important uh, position in team sport. And what he was able to do with that quarterback position, that was coaching. You're coaching these guys. And I know that he gets the benefit of, of making the run last year to the NFC Championship Games. He's been there time and time again. But it was unbelievable how they were winning games and then beating teams. You know, they beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good team last week and they beat them because they got drives at the end of those games. They're well-constructed. They've got a lot of really talented players, but what he's done with Brock Purdy, I think is some of the most impressive coaching that I have seen watching football, getting the most out of a guy who doesn't play NFL football. I mean, he, I know he's got a great team around him, but Purdy is playing really well. Yeah, and he's making he's making the right reads. He's making the right throws. He's making the throws for the most part, and even when they're not perfect, guys are open, right? And that's a, a good offensive scheme, and he, he's giving him playmakers. I think, too, just as impressive as Brock Purdy, like the hype that Brock Purdy has gotten down the stretch here, if you were to look at the numbers, Jimmy G was even better than Brock Purdy. And this is Jimmy G, who, yeah, probably a better quarterback, like more experience. They didn't want to bring him back. They brought him back out of necessity reluctantly and just said, oh, I guess you're back, but we're going to bench you and we're back up. And Jimmy G, not disgruntled, maybe internally disgruntled, is still stepping up to the plate, playing really well for the 49ers. That's a head coach keeping the ship together, right? He's keeping this thing together through probably a very weird locker room dynamic of Trey Lance coming in, starting the beginning of the season, the guys in the locker room looking around being like, we're losing with him. And we went to the Super Bowl and the NFC championship game with Jimmy. We want Jimmy. Then he goes down and now it's Mr. Irrelevant stepping up and they are where they are. It, it really is an incredible, incredible coaching job uh, by Kyle Shanahan. I'm surprised he went there. Actually. I well, thought and Dadson says, Look, for him, the coach of the year is more about doing more with less and overcoming adversity. And that reflects, you know, it's hard time to give it to the head coach that's seven, 20 to $30 million players. And that's, I think the reason why, at least for me, it's about the quarterback. He did more with less in a quarterback and competing. It's still very difficult. If you have George Kittle and you have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and you can't make the right reads and get them the football, it doesn't matter. Well, and here's the last thing too. I like 
I think the success of Brock Purdy in the Niners since he's been in there is also a sign of Kyle Shanahan knows what he's talking about in terms of scouting and what works. Because if you remember correctly, Zach, the story out of that draft class was Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones and John Lynch wanted Trey Lance. John Lynch made that trade happen to go get Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones because he wanted wanted a distributor of the football who could stay calm in the pocket and just get the ball where it needs to go. He said, I'll take care of the rest. He got Trey Lance, and Trey Lance could end up being a good NFL quarterback. I still yeah, think we, he is. Don't you don't know. I mean, you haven't seen a lot of him. We know much about Trey Lance as we do about Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, for real. But, I mean, Brock Purdy probably falls more into that Mac Jones, like, not that physically gifted. You know, he doesn't make the best throws. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the most accurate, but he's very calm in the pocket. He finds a way to extend plays and he gets the ball where it needs to go in a timely manner. And Kyle Shanahan do having the success with Brock Purdy shows me, yeah, this is like Mac Jones would have worked too. And he would have had the same level of success with Mac Jones. Cause he knows his system. He knows his weapons and his skill players and his team, and he knows what works. And that is another sign of just a very, very special head coach. All right. Well, look, that's a good decision. I, I did not think that we were going to go both below average and both Kyle Shanahan, but that's how the chips fell. Now we'll find out where the chips fall for the magic bucket. All right, Sam, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm ever going to be. I haven't done Magic Bucket in a while, but this thing usually finds a way to uh, to bite me. All right, Magic Bucket time. Sam, I'm picking. Do you want me to pick for you or you yeah, want me to pick? pick I'll for go me? first. I'll go first. You want to go first. Okay. You can go first. You can go first. All right. Better take that hat off tomorrow. Uh you have to spike your hair for the show. Well, that, I got to get a haircut. I got my hair's. I, I was gonna get a haircut today, so I'll go get a haircut. Spike my hair. I'll feel well, like just gonna... dude, just shave it into a mohawk. Then I just says shave it off. Shave into that's a what. It, oh, that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> spike your hair for tomorrow's show. Okay. Uh, that's gonna feel weird. It'll feel like I'm in like. Because I usually do like the side deal. I don't do like the front spike. That'll feel well, like you're, I'm in like you're fourth... you tomorrow. You're doing front spike. Yeah, that'll feel like I'm in fourth grade again. I haven't done that in a long time. All right, I'm going to rip this up. You, myself, and Austin have all spiked our hair. It's done. Oh, okay. There you go. So uh, for me, I am going to pick mine. But before I do, I am going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans real quick. Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go to get your new health plan. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. I switched my plan at the beginning of 2022. Hopefully, I don't need to use my plan after I pick out of this magic bucket. Uh, I want to stay away from that, but I at least have it. And that is something that gives you peace of mind as you navigate you know, day to day, they've got the perfect plan plan for you and your family. If you're a single guy, single guy or girl, or you have a family, you've got uh, multiple kids. They've got your perfect plan. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. All right, Sam, 
Here is my magic bucket. Let's see it. Oh, no. This uh, is something I have not seen. And are, do you have to, is it a tomorrow one? Are you doubling up with the fake mustache? Well, it will have to be ordered. Okay. Next week sometime. Oh, no. The one chip challenge. One chip challenge? I don't know what that is. Oh, wait. I don't know what that is. One chip challenge. I don't know what if we're talking food. I don't know if we're talking golf. Like I, I haven't heard of that. The one chip challenge. You've never heard of the one, one chip, chip challenge? challenge. I'm assuming it's food, but I don't know what it. No, you got to tell me what it is. It's the hot chip. Austin's happy about it. Is it's just a really hot chip that you have to? Yeah, you have to eat one chip. I got to order it off Amazon. And Dude, oh. <laughs> I am the worst with hot foods. If that was me, I would be throwing up on like I would have to have a a garbage bag right here and a mute button ready because I can't even do like the mild buffalo wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I have to get Well, you're lucky that you you didn't get this. One, one chip challenge. challenge. It's so it comes in a package and it is just a singular chip. Yeah, it's like a extremely spicy chip. And the challenge is I, I think it's stupid, but you gotta do it. Um you have to <laughs> of eat it. You think it's stupid now. <laughs> no, I, I I've I've always I've always been like, like, what's the point of that? Like even like the TikTok guys oh, that well, have people, people you know, that they, like it. they they drink hot sauce. Yeah. Well, that's part of why it's magic bucket, right? I mean, I guess if you're oh, doing I know. it, I look, I know why. And there's a lot of stupid things in this bucket. I'm not saying that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, if you're doing it for online content, I get it. But if you're doing the one chip challenge for fun, you probably have issues. Like, I, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. So it, it's just one chip with a lot of Scoville units. And then, and what do you, can you not drink water? Is there, is there a second part to it? Or no, is it just the, like, it's just a one chip challenge. So I'll probably buy, yeah, I'll probably buy some milk and the chip. Yeah. You gotta have, get, get a half gallon. But they always say like milk helps you. Milk doesn't help. Like I nothing think, helps. I feel it's, like it does though, but it's like, on it your, does. I know what you mean. It doesn't, but like, I think scientifically it's, it does. Or maybe it slightly to. improves it. So, all right, well, I'll get on Amazon and order that chip uh, for next week at some point. And I there will have go. spiked hair that will – somebody said I'm going to look like Jeremy Lynch. Should I just go all out into it like that? and get? get I'm going to get some of the heavy hair paste and go like all the way Tomorrow's up. Tomorrow's show will be, will be eye-opening if I get this fake mustache in today too. So <laughs> that'll, be an, that'll be an odd-looking show. That's but Friday. All right, well – like great show today, Sam. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of things and we will be back here bright and early tomorrow morning. Don't forget though, guys, like the show before you go, subscribe to our channel, like the show before you go. If you're watching on Facebook or if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, 
and we will be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. bright and early. We'll see you then. Adios.